Hello again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. This is program number 781. If you'd like to have a copy of it, just let us know whether you want a CD or an audio tape. It's free, including the postage and handling. Sharon will tell you how to receive one at the end of the program. I have a continuation of the book of Proverbs, if the Lord allows me to continue with that. And uh, I believe we're in chapter 9. And then we also have some uh, songs and letters. But right now, let's pray. Father, anoint this uh, service, this tape. Anoint me and open the hearts and spirits of everyone and their minds. Because people's minds are so far gone from you, Lord, that it's unbelievable. They get into these false churches. They may get saved from my literature. And then they move into a false church. Uh, Mickey Mouse. Uh, Church, actually cults that believe that they're preaching the word of God and it's so watered down and it's so false. Just like this uh, Joseph Prince who tells everybody that we are the righteousness of God. He tells everybody in the world that we're the righteousness of God. All you have to do is say the sinner's prayer. But Lord, we know that uh, we are the righteousness of you if we're in you. And you're living in and through us, and we're keeping all your commandments. That's when we become your righteousness, when we accept you into our hearts, and we never, ever are uh, led away from you whatsoever, and we never sin again. Some people said, uh, are saying like this Joseph Prince, who's a newcomer on uh, the television, I think he's Filipino or something, um, or Japanese or Chinese, because his whole congregation is that way. And he's preaching that uh, you are uh, t- totally the righteousness of God. It doesn't make any difference if you sin. Uh, God just loves you. There isn't anything that you can do that's so bad that God won't like you or love you. But this is contrary to your word, Lord. You said that if after we've been saved, after you enter into our body and you have given us the power, the strength to keep your commandments, and we sin again, that there remains no more forgiveness for us. Now, this is the actual truth out of your word. So Joseph, Prince, is a false prophet. He's written a whole book with that uh, kind of garbage in it, Father. And I pray that you'll cause his ministry uh, or here uh, to be put to an end. He says, one time I, I only had 4,000 people or 3,000, something like that. And he says, no, I've got 20, 30,000 people. Yeah, people will come to a church like that, Father, when they're told that they can still sin and they're still going to be the righteousness of God. Uh, these, you say in your word, are like dogs that have gone back to their vomit. And they're like sows that have gone back to their wallowing in the mire. And that there remains no more forgiveness for them because they trample underfoot the blood of Jesus and the word of God. Lord, deliver the people from this type of thinking. Uh, Give them the fear, your fear, so that they know that even if prophets uh, will not preach your word, if people that have been called to preach your word Stop doing it that they're going to the lake of fire. You said that to Ezekiel. You've let me know it as well. If I don't preach that you're coming back to earth again and all the details about it, that I will surely die and go to hell. 
They say that God is all love, but you, the Apostle Paul said, knowing the terror of God, we preach, we continue taking the cross up and denying ourselves. Lord, anoint this program in Jesus' name that souls may be saved and the church strengthened. In Jesus' mighty name, and everyone says amen. Amen. All right, as I said before, we get requests for this song. And what's so special about this one? It's called No Man is an Island. I recorded it just recently with the uh, Czech Republic Symphony Orchestra and the live choir conduct, arranged and conducted by H.B. Barnum. Here I am to sing for you, No Man is an Island. You know, in these last days, many people think that they can conduct their lives the way that they want to. But really, no man... the Lord Jesus Christ. No man is an island, no man can stand alone, he needs faith as his guide to lead him to his throne. an island You may have wealth untold But without peace of mind What good is all his gold A while ago My world was a stormy sea stand alone so have faith and you'll find a love that can't grow you know these are the very last days Jesus Christ is coming back to earth again we need to know that we can't do this alone we need the Word of God. We need Jesus for our God. Remember that all the days of your life. A while ago, a stormy sea. I learned to pray, and His hand reached out to me. Stand alone, so have faith. 
the storm He'll hold out his hand I had to stand up on a chair to get that last note out. Pretty high note, amen? Amen. Feel it for a long time. Even had to stand on one foot at the end. <laughs> All right, praise the Lord. All right, now we're in the book of Proverbs. Once I'd li- uh, for once, I'd like to tell you that this um, Joseph Prince is a false prophet. He said that uh, Jesus accomplished uh, for us everything. For you, in other words, you don't have to do a thing. But the Lord says he's going to judge us by our works. It is, uh, he says that it's not about using your uh, willpower to affect change. Oh, absolutely. We have to uh, use our willpower to serve the Lord. Uh, this is a false teaching. He's false uh, because we have a will that's uh, planted in our soul. We have a will to choose good or evil. Now, when the Lord says that uh, our wife is, uh, or your husband, you are one flesh, that means you're more important to each other than your sons, your daughters, your mothers, your fathers. You're to leave your mother and father and cleave unto your wife, and you become one flesh. There's nothing closer than being one flesh. Even your offspring are not as close to you as your wife or your husband. And especially your grandmother or your aunties or your great aunties or anything like that. This is sick thinking that people have today. So we use I have to use our willpower to affect change in us. We have to discipline ourselves with our will. It's not the Lord's uh, will that we don't have a will. Otherwise, he wouldn't have put a will in our soul. We have to will to come to Christ, to accept him as our personal savior, to accept the cleansing of our souls, of all the sins that we committed, and then we're to go and sin no more. But this weasel says that you can go and continue sinning. And God has forgiven you for your sins yesterday, today, and forever, every sin that you commit. But the Lord tells us his word, and God's word he values even higher than his name, says that uh, we are to never sin again. Go and sin never again. We must continue on in the righteousness of God, which is in Christ, our being in him. Okay, this is in Second Corinthians, I believe. Now he tells us, go and sin no more. Um, and they, then they say, but to stay in the Spirit. Well, the Word of God is the Spirit. How can you tell people that they don't have to do anything when the Spirit, the Word of God, tells you to do it? So he goes on to this uh, Joseph Prince to say, 
but to stay in the spirit of the Lord and use his power that will continuously change you. Well, that's impossible if you don't have to, if you can continue sinning, then you're not in the spirit any longer. The spirit departs from you and you don't know anything. And this is what I added to his words, is that you have to continue on in the Lord. Only those that continue to the end shall be saved. Our old life must be done away with, is what I say. We must become new creatures. And uh, new creatures are those that have uh, sinned, but they never sin again. New creatures with Christ. Christ in us and we in him, is what I say. Uh, We have to reign uh, for Christ here on this earth. Uh, He gave full reign over this world to Adam and Eve, and then they sinned, and so the reign was taken taken away from them by Satan. Here we have to reign on earth. What do we reign over, folks? Hmm? We reign, they don't know, okay, so we reign over sickness, over disease, over infirmities. We don't receive them because if we're new creatures in Christ, all things are new. Our bodies are uh, actually under the reign of the Lord Jesus Christ, his word. We have to reign over the lack of finances. Uh, if you don't have finance, you have to pray for them and rebuke the lack of finances. We have to reign over relationships that are destroyed and all the different destructive uh, habits that people have today. The habit of sinning. Did you know that continuously sinning is the the habit of sinning? Uh, If uh, ministers don't preach the true gospel, which uh, tells us that if we don't remain in Christ, that we're lost. And it would be better that you had never known the gospel than to know it and then uh, continue and go back into the old life. We're to stay new, uh, free from all sin and free from all doubt. So we have to preach, teach and preach and receive the true gospel ourselves, which also is incorporated with the law. Now, people say that the law is over with, but it's not. Jesus said that he didn't come to destroy the law, that he came to fulfill it. And... uh, the gospel is the law of God, and the gospel is more more um, of the law than the law originally was in the first place. The Lord says that anyone that commits adultery or fornication is uh, going to the lake of fire. But the, the law of the new law incorporated with the law, the gospel, is the law Uh, When Jesus says uh, that if you even look at a person with lust in your heart, that you have committed adultery or fornication. And the word of God says that. That's what it says. There are preachers that are saying that we must preach grace without the law. But how could you preach the power of grace is the power of God Without the law, we have to abide by the law. Other words, we're part of the lawless generation. 
which is the Antichrist, which is the the uh, cult in Rome, and uh, the this uh, great whore in Rome sits on the back of the government, the Antichrist, anti-God government that totally has reversed the law and made it something that is not law at all. It's uh, against the law of God, but they've made up a new law of their own, which says that good, the good law of God is evil, and the uh, evil law of the uh, Antichrist is good. So you have to decide, you have to use your will to uh, rebuke this sort of thinking. We have, we have the uh, commandment from the Lord to use our will to do good. Jesus said, my will, so even Jesus had a will, he said, is to serve my God, to serve God with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to follow the law of God, because if you don't follow the law of God, which is the New Testament, the new law, where God is living in you, Christ is living in you, he is God with the Spirit, um, and to make your will, discipline your will, to be the will of God, to be the will of the Holy Spirit, uh, this is the, and when we do that, then the power of God uh, comes, uh, is, remains in us, and we are able to keep the commandments. We have to make a decision as to whether we're going to sin or sin no more, as God, uh, Christ, God in the flesh, told us, go and sin no more. In other words, you have to obey those that have the rule over you. Well, you say, but I don't like the person that God put over me because uh, he's saying things he thinks he's God. No, this government is saying that you have to do what they say, and they're not God. Anyone that is representing God, that has God living in them, Christ with the Father by the Spirit, that is really God living out his life in human beings. And you have to obey them or else you're breaking the law of God. If you break the law of God, you are letting your will do whatever you will do. Not God's will be done, but your will. So it's the power of God. Because uh, in living in you, because you do, you will not break the law. You will obey those that have the rule of you. Because those that God made to be the rulers of this world are uh, afraid of God. They fear God, and they're afraid to tell you anything wrong. So you must obey them. Otherwise, you're using your own will to disobey them and live according to the law of uh, this particular land, which is actually the law of sin and death. They say it's all right to commit adultery, fornication. It's all right to become a homosexual. They even allow you to be married. They murder uh, little children in their mother's womb. And God stated to Jeremiah that he says, I knew you before you were born. I knew you before you were ever in your mother's womb. And so you are life. And the people today are saying that that's not really life. It's just a glob of flesh inside of a woman. But the Bible says that if God knows you before you were uh, born, 
then certainly when you're in your mother's womb, you definitely are, um, are alive. And life begins when a child is conceived. Otherwise, it wouldn't grow. Those of you that have committed uh, abortion, uh, uh, those women that lay themselves down and let these doctors fish inside of them and murder these babies, when a baby is about six weeks old, it has feelings. It, uh, it is torn from its mother's womb. The limbs are uh, torn to pieces and cut up. And the Bible states that we are to defend those, the innocent children. One of the six things that the Lord says that he hates is a person that sheds innocent blood. And there can't be anything more innocent than a little child in its mother's womb. Women today become devils. They're evil and they need to repent of their sins. So God says that his word shall stand. Everything else is sinking sand. That he will always honor the true gospel, which is the law. And he will dishonor anyone that breaks the law. They will spend eternity in the lake of fire. If uh, anyone preaches any other gospel than that, that Jesus and the apostles have preached, that they are cursed. They're accursed. So if you don't preach and teach and keep the truth, the power, uh, which is the power of God, which is the grace of God, which is the law of God, if you preach it radically, people's lives will be radically changed. Some people say that I'm a renegade preacher, that I'm radical. If I'm not radical, then you cannot radically be saved. Amen? Amen. There has to be one radical person in this world. So if a person will not receive the gospel radically, and they don't preach the gospel radically, then people's lives will never be radically changed and blessed and people will be radically, uh, if they do, if you preach it, they will be radically transformed. We're not to be conformed to this world and these people, these false prophets that are preaching that we are saved, that God always, uh, he says, we're always the righteousness of God. Doesn't make any difference to break the commandments. That God will let you in to the kingdom of heaven because he just loves you without any uh, purpose whatsoever. No, God rewards those that diligently seek him, not just offer a little prayer up now and then, but he is, um, he doesn't love you unconditionally. There's a condition with everything that God has. There, uh, Everything is conditional with God. He says, I am your friend if, the condition, you do everything I say. Hallelujah! Amen. You people don't do that. You're not keeping the law. You're using your own will to do what you will do instead of, as Jesus said, my will is to do the will of God. 
So if you want to be radically changed, you have to radically believe the gospel, even though it is totally foreign to the people that are living in this world today. They don't believe that gospel. If they did, their lives would be changed and they'd be out there preaching the gospel. No one is radically changed unless you tell them about heaven and hell. And if you, if you don't tell them that we have to discipline ourselves to be disciplined by the Holy Spirit, the word of God is the Holy Spirit, then you're not preaching the gospel at all. And if people see you living an undisciplined life, they know you're a phony. They keep talking about how wonderful this church is because you get to eat all you want. Nobody lacks of any food. Nobody lacks of anything. If you get sick, if it costs $50,000 or $100,000 or ten, twenty, fifty thousand, 50000 or uh, $1,000, it's all provided for you here in the church. Because they're uh, living in a, uh, a, a church that believes the word of God. So people that are really radically transformed are full of zeal. Radical! Not with these cow eyes blinking back and forth trying to put a look of innocence on their filthy, rotten, lazy, undisciplined lives. Uh, the Lord God himself stated to Moses that the people in the world will not serve him unless they fear him. They say, you don't have to fear God. You can just uh, live the life you lived before you were saved. Just say the prayer. You don't have to keep the law. The law is done away with. This is a dirty lie, folks. So listen to me, because I'm telling you what God says. And they're preaching uh, this Joseph Prince this little Filipino or Japanese or Chinese man is preaching on TV. They got him on TV all the time now because that's what the world wants to hear. He said his congregation increased by 20-some thousand. Of course, you tell people smooth things that they can continue sinning and they feel comfortable in the church. But what's going to happen when the spirit is yanked out of their bodies and they're standing before God? They're going to start screaming out. They'll say, this uh, prince guy told us that we could keep sinning and that you're still going to love it. It says, what did my word say? You say, well, I never read your word. I just listened to Jonathan uh, or Joseph, whatever his name is, prince. And I thought he was right. You thought. Oh, you thought. Well, the word says that you're supposed to read the word of God because faith comes by reading the word of God. And instead you listen to this little Filipino or Japanese guy or Chinese guy. And you've made up your own rules, didn't you? Uh, when the Lord first talked to me, he stated to me, Stand up in this room and tell this. I didn't know of him. I never didn't believe him at all. I heard people say Jesus loves you and Jesus saves. I said, well, what does he say? Green chip stamps or blue chip stamps or what? I was like a smart aleck before. 
But the Lord came down and crashed down upon me in an office and began telling me, stand up on you in this room and tell these people about the Lord Jesus Christ that he's coming back to earth again, or you're going to die. And he opened up my mind and let me know that there's a heaven and a hell, and I knew where I'd go. I knew I was a sinner. I'm not a phony. If I'm a sinner, I, I sinned openly. I smoked. I drank with the best of them. And I was a carouser. A woman -ager. I went out into the world and did whatever I pleased. And if anybody says anything about it, it says, get lost. Now, a lot of people say that God doesn't threaten people anymore. <laughs> he threatened me. And I did. I said, wait a minute. I mean, this can't be God because God is love. Everybody is preaching. These false prophets like this Joseph Prince or Johnny Prince, whatever. It was the law that I stand up and tell that people in the room about the Lord Jesus Christ or I would surely die. That's the law. When the Lord tells you something, that's law, folks. L-A-W. Do you believe in the law? Well, then if you do, then sit down and shut up. There's all kinds of people that say that grace is saying that everything um, it's already been done. Everything has already been done. Uh, and Jesus uh, did it all for us. And we don't have to do anything else. But the Bible says that he wants to live in us. The kingdom of heaven has to come down into us, and then we have to study the word so that we know how to preach the word of God to others, so that the kingdom of heaven can come down into them. God has called us to be living in us and calling the kingdom of heaven down into us. The prayer of God says, Thy will be done, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth. Bring the kingdom of heaven down here on earth as it is in heaven. All right? And if you're not willing to do that, you just think that you've been called to lounge around and play and talk about babies and, and read, uh, look at uh, photographs, old-time photographs. Oh, look at that. Isn't that something? Look at how cute. They say that we don't have to do anything. The Bible says that we're going to be judged by the work that we have been allowed, that we have allowed Christ to do within us. He wants to live in us and work through us, God said. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. That's Matthew 24, 35. Read it out of the Bible so that these pear-brained people of this world will know that I didn't make this up. I've been called to preach the word of God, not my own words. Have you got it? Yes. Read it. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. And he said, if you go back into sin after you've accepted the Lord Jesus Christ, that you will be nothing more than chaff to be burned. It's impossible for you to be reinstated into the Lord. God created the heavens and the earth. He didn't change the moral law, you idiots. It's the same yesterday, today, and forever. 
He says, heaven and earth will pass away, but my word shall not pass away. The law, not one jot or tittle shall be changed. You're not going to change it just because you want to be immoral. Immoral. There are people today that believe the moral law has changed. And they think that when they preach that um, that's preaching grace to say that you don't have to do anything. Why then does Jesus say, now that you're saved, now take up the cross, that's doing something. Now, uh, he says, after you're saved, deny yourself. And then the third thing that you do, now come and follow in my footsteps, come and follow me. Start doing the things I said to do, because the Bible says that all that Jesus said and did, Jesus didn't just preach he did things he walked through different towns because he had the power of god in him and he cast out devils uh, the same devils that are living in you and he healed people almost everybody on earth today has some sort of sickness disease or infirmity people have problems today and they need to keep the law the new testament the law of God so that uh, God can make everything in their lives new. Uh, our messages have to uh, preach that the moral law never goes away. It's the same yesterday, today, and forever. God has given us the rule of thumb on how to live our lives in this world. And people don't pay any attention to it. They're out being homosexuals, lesbians adulterers of fornicators you see wives flirting with other men oh my god it's just unbelievable and you know that that person is going to the lake of fire and they say i didn't and you see that they're doing it and they're liars the lord even magnified it in the new testament uh, I already mentioned how he said that not uh, not only if you commit adultery with a woman are you going to hell, but if you look on a woman with lust, you have committed adultery already. And adulterers, all adulterers, and all fornicators, women, men, everyone, all fornicators, shall uh, spend eternity in the lake of fire. Uh, and so this is the word of God. And when he says something, it's law. So that's the law. If you flirt with somebody and cause them to flirt with you back, you've caused them to commit adultery if you're married. Or fornication if you're not married. And so you've sent that person's soul to hell. People say, well, we preach grace, but we don't... Uh, uh, temper it with the law some people think that the ministry has radically changed yeah you're going to have more people come to see you and be in your ministry if you preach that but it's not the truth you're preaching lies to get a big congregation and there's this Johnny Appleseed that preaches on TV. Oh, everything is just so fine. And if you'll just help your neighbor and smile at them, 
you'll lift him up during the day. That isn't what the gospel's all about. Smiling at uh, other men or uh, other women and leading them on as though that you might be able to have sex or they might be able to have sex with you. And you're sending people souls to hell. They say they begin to preach grace radically. No, I preach the gospel, not just grace. Grace is part of the gospel, but condemnation is part of the gospel as well. They say that preaching condemnation is not right. Well, I say that if you say that, that you're a devil and you need to have the devils cast out of you because you're a liar. You haven't read the gospel, you don't pay any attention to it. You pass all those scriptures that tell us such things. How are you going to warn people to flee from the wrath to come if they are not saved, if they don't have the fear of God on them? And if they're not keeping the commandments, and they're not going to keep the commandments if they don't fear God. Many preachers feel that they have a strong... Um, um, mandate from the Lord quote, don't preach condemnation now don't preach the law the apostle Paul stated there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh not after trying to tell people lies but after the spirit they walk not after the flesh in other words, where people say that walking in the flesh is grace, that's a lie. That you can get off the hook by walking in the flesh, not keeping the law. He says, no, there's no condemnation to them, uh, to those who walk not after the flesh. Romans 8.1 But there is condemnation to those who do not walk who do walk in the flesh. If you walk in the spirit, then you're a spiritual man. But if you walk in the flesh and think that grace means that you can sin, you're uh, crazy and on your way to the lake of fire. You don't know whether you're going to die today, a minute from now after you hear this. You're going to make a decision in your heart when you hear this to receive it or reject it. If you reject it, you could be in a car accident or a flood or a famine or something. Something could happen to you and it will. It's not biblical the way you think. It doesn't line up with the word of God. So these strong mandates, they think, come from the Lord. Actually, come from Satan. Satan is an imitator of the Spirit of God, the Word of God. They say He always preaches a little bit of the Word of God so that uh, you can possibly believe the things that he's saying. They say that, they say they begin to start preaching the false doctrine, and they do it in a radical way. And, of course, they get bigger crowds. Always get bigger crowds if you tell them, man, you can sin to anything you want. God just loves you from before the world began and during and right now and after. 
you could sin. And there's a guy I know that says, I could commit murder every day of my life. And because I'm saved, I could be, uh, I'll still go to heaven. Well, you know what happened to his brain? It's totally eaten up with what, Sharon? Cancer. Cancer. He cannot live any longer. His brain is totally saturated with cancer. They say their congregation has reached a, a plateau of about 2,000 people. This one person that I'm talking about, uh, which is that uh, Jonathan or uh, Prince, after he started preaching his false doctrine that you don't have to do anything that you can still sin. Since he thinks it was the Lord who uh, told him these things, they began to experience explosive growth in the church. Well, don't you know, I know how to preach that kind of doctrine, but I wouldn't do it because I don't want to go to hell with him and the rest of his congregation. Year after year, he says, the growth of the church year after year, he says, they say, by the grace of our Lord, in other words, by not preaching that if you sin, you'll go to hell, by preaching that, they wa uh, want, they went up to 15,000 people in his church, from 2,000 to 15,000. That's how much the greedy individuals in the world want to hear this false gospel. But what could, uh, you know, but when you're standing before the Lord and he's, you start arguing with him, let me tell you something, you're not going to argue with the Lord. You already know that you're wrong. And he's just going to sling your soul into the lake of fire. There's no chance. And when you go into the lake of fire, what it is is there's no air there. You can't breathe. It's like you're constantly suffocating. You know, it's a horrible thing to not be able to breathe. And then to be just totally bathed in flames forever. And your smoke, you just keep smoking goes up eternally, forever and ever. They started attending his services on uh, the first Sunday of that year. He, uh, that he uh, was um, stated that in 2007, so he thinks that the Lord is delegating or uh, delegating his word through him. Many people left the Lord Jesus Christ because he was preaching. If you don't eat the flesh of the Lord and drink his blood, which is to eat the word of God and to drink the spirit, you will in no wise enter into the kingdom of heaven. But this man says, just say the prayer and you will be saved. So he thinks, or he doesn't think that he had a radical transformation. Yes, he radically changed from preaching the truth, the gospel, to preaching Satan's false doctrine. So he was transformed, in other words, conformed to this world, instead of being transformed into the likeness and image of Christ. People love to hear the doctrine that you can sin that you can continuously sin and that, and that you don't have to be 
transformed into the Lord, into the likeness and image of him, that he never sins. Well, we can't do that. Nobody is perfect. Oh, yes, we are. Those of us that walk in the Spirit are perfect. The Lord never commands you to do anything that you're not able to do. That would be a real cruel God. He said, be perfect. Strive for perfection. How would he be able to send, get you into the kingdom of heaven if you weren't perfect? You're supposed to have no spot or blemish of sin on you. Uh, because you're the bride, you're to be the bride of Christ. And if you want to be a sinner and fornicate, commit adultery, lie, and teach about these things, well, you can't make it into heaven. Uh, and, and you think that you won't go to hell. Well, you're, what you're doing is calling God a liar. His word is God. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God. With God, and the word was with God. As a matter of fact, the word is God. And it said that God came into the world as a flesh. It says the word came into the world in the flesh of human beings. So he says a radical transformation of thousands. They all now believed. This uh, man says the precious lives exposed to the radical preaching of hell, of grace. Because they don't know what grace means. It means the power of God living in you. Well, the devil is the one that preaches it. Preach the same thing to Eve. He says, thou shalt not surely die. You can sin. Go on now. You hear? Thou shalt not spend eternity in the lake of fire. Thou shalt not go to hell. Go for don't believe God. Believe me, the devil. This man says that over the years he has uh, was privileged in witnessing to um, the restoration of marriages. He says the restoration of marriages, yes, because what uh, he does is tell uh, adulterous wives and husbands that they won't go to hell. Thou shalt not go to hell, he says. Believe me, the devil, and that we should forgive our adulterous wives and our adulterous husbands and fornicators. And that restores the marriage. But the Lord says, no, you're not to forgive them because only God can forgive sin. That's one reason. And he says divorce is acceptable. And putting them away is acceptable. For the uh, cause of adultery or fornication. So they get a lot of money in. Boy, they just rake it in. But if you don't give money, then you go to hell to them. If you, these false prophets. Now, God wants to bless you folks, and if you send in lots of money to me, I'll, uh, he'll forgive you of all these uh, adulteries and fornications and lesbianism and homosexualism and worshiping the world government, which is the same as blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. 
it's the same as taking the mark of the beast. You're uh, being molded and made into the image of Satan by the words of these false prophets. And if you believe them rather than God, then you're going to the lake of fire. So this kind of person uh, doesn't any longer have any uh, deaths. And he calls it miraculous. Feelings come. These miraculous feelings come. And the feeling of joy of seeing God's children liberated from destructive addictions. Well, everybody just thinks that the Lord loves us no matter if uh, we take drugs or not or whether we take the mark of the beast or whether we live according to the law of Satan. Uh, we can even um, take them occasionally, drugs. Uh, we can be um, uh, take them when it's uh, time to, you know, to... Uh, visit people and to uh, be situational drug addicts if the situation arises where we want to be uh, hospitable and to enjoy ourselves with sinners we can do that this is not acceptable folks god said that his word is more powerful than even his name so you have to do that uh, my time is up for this message but what i'd like you to do it right now is to listen to a letter or two that we have. Where's the first one from? From Moorhaven, Florida. Okay, let's hear it. Pastor Lamo, I've read a few of your newsletters that I found in the box while incarcerated in Moorhaven Correctional Facility. Brother Tony, I must say it really caught my eyes. I mean overcoming sin and making God first place in my life. I feel the Spirit of God really talking through your newsletters. See, this is a person that's unlike the church brats. The church brats have been uh, raised hearing all about this, and it's boring to them. But people that have never heard it, people that are sinners, and they know they're sinners, but these people don't think they're sinners when they reject the word of God. They just, you know, keep going in sin. Then what? They've really made me think about my watered-down, lukewarm walk with God and now challenge me to be an on-fire, filled with the Holy Spirit, Christian, a true Christian. I would also like if you could provide me with at least 35 newsletters as often as you can send them and see what the Lord does from there. I'm in an institution of about a 1,000 inmates. There are some good brothers starving for the word, uncut, as the Lord brings through you. I would, from the depth within, appreciate you and your very blessed ministry for this and being able to provide God's word through your newsletters, brother. Also, I keep seeing brothers in the newsletter I had found talking about the book you wrote called The Messiah. Please and thank you so much, Pastor Lamo, if you could also send me these requests. Your ministry has been an absolute blessing, and I'm willing and on fire to share the uncut truth of the Almighty Word. Thank you, brother, in Jesus Christ's name, from Brother Russell in Moorhaven, Florida. All right, well, that's all we have time for is one letter. We have stacks of them, just uh, very similar to that. Uh, witch doctors are being saved. Satan worshippers are being saved. People that believe this false uh, grace message, which is uh, satanic, they're being saved and getting back to the Lord because it's the end time. And you don't want to wait until God causes some kind of catastrophe, some kind of plague in your area for you to get right with the Lord. Do it now and start serving him and start bringing about the kingdom of heaven in this world by preaching the true word of God. All right, so now is the time to um, be saved. Uh, either you're saved or you're lost. There's no two ways, uh, no other way. There's only 
one way to go or the other option is not good, going to hell. So say this prayer so you can be a complete person in Christ, saved. And remember that you have to continue on to the end in order to be saved. I'm not a false preacher. Say it. Say to the Lord, my Lord and my God, have mercy upon my soul, a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of the living God, and I believe that he died on the cross and shed his precious blood for the forgiveness of all my former filthy sins. And I believe that you, Father God, raised Jesus from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. I open the door of my heart, and I invite you into my heart, Lord Jesus. Wash all my former filthy sins away in the precious blood that you shed for me. You will not turn me away, Lord Jesus. You will save my soul, I know, because your word says that all who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Therefore, I know that you have heard me, and I know that you have answered me, and I know that I'm saved. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my soul. Now, just raise your hands up if you can, and praise and thank the Lord, and give him all the praise, the glory, and the honor. In Jesus' name, and share and tell our listening audience how they can receive a copy of this program, number 781. Go to com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas, 75505, or call area code 479-782-7370. That's 479-782-7370, or fax to area code 479 782 7406. This is the Pastor to the World, Pastor Tony Alamo, and uh, make sure you tune in tomorrow so you can hear a continuation of this message. Very important to your soul. There's so much false doctrine around you don't want to delay. Do it tomorrow. And right now, uh, here I am to sing a song that I just recently recorded uh, with the Symphony Orchestra in Europe uh, with H.B. Barnum and his uh, live choir it's called In the Sweet By and By, and if you keep the commandments of the Lord, you'll be there too. Praise the Lord. I'm going to heaven. How about you? I hope so. There's a land that is fairer than day, and by faith we can see it apart. For the Father waits over the way To prepare us a dwelling place there In the sweet by and by We shall meet on that beautiful shore In the sweet Oh,
the gospel and you'll be there with Jesus. Come on, choir. Sing with me.